Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, but if you missed it, the Breakers have booked home court advantage for the semifinal after a dramatic overtime victory against Brisbane. Here are the highlights and Tom Abercrombie on the special season. New Zealand have lost their last five overtime games. Amazing. Here's Sobey. Well, good hands there from Abercrombie. Stole it away from Sobey. And now the New Zealand Breakers have got it where they want it. When the game is on the line, your veteran and your leader comes up clutch to give you second spot on the ladder. Breakers by five. And they are going to climb to second on the ladder. For the first time in eight years, the New Zealand Breakers are having a semi-final home court advantage. They've survived overtime here against the Brisbane Bullets and prevailed by five. It's full-time in Brisbane. New Zealand 80, Brisbane 75. There's been so many people reaching out to me over the, you know, the last couple of weeks. People you know, getting back on the breakers bandwagon and enjoying what we're doing and how we're playing and people in the street, neighbours coming up and just saying how much they are enjoying what we're doing and how we're playing, especially how we're playing. Um, and that's just been music to my ears to, to know that the vision that Modi and we all had coming into the season to, to reconnect with New Zealand and um, be a team that they can be proud of. Um, you know, that's where the, the real satisfaction comes in and obviously collecting second place to, to cap that off um, is, is an awesome feeling. That is the legendary Tom Abercrombie from the New Zealand Breakers. As he mentioned, many of you are back on the Breakers bandwagon, but a man who never got off it. He's been on it since day one, Andrew Mulligan, of course, commentator and broadcaster for Sky Sport. Great to have you back on the programme, Mully. How cool is this for the Breakers? From bottom of the table, a couple of terrible uh, years with COVID, uprooting their families. Now they've got home court advantage from for the semis. Yeah, look, I was, um, you know, last year, guys, I was, I was, I was kind of just like I had one foot off the bandwagon. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. I was, I was looking. I was maybe I was looking at the next stop. I was like, where do we, where do we now? I was just joking. Like seriously, <laughs> though, it is, it is fantastic to bounce back from five wins yeah. to securing second spot. Um, you know, in a matter of months, really is quite phenomenal. Uh, it truly is a testament to this organisation, and it's. Uh, it's management and it's recruitment and it's determination to not just be a professional basketball team, mm. no matter where they are, but also having um, bringing back a New Zealand focus where they could on their roster. And these New Zealand players, like Isaiah Liafa, probably had a better deal to stay in with South East Melbourne Phoenix, but he wanted to return home. Yanni Wetzel, he wanted to return home last season and paid dividends for him because he went off to Europe and he's now in Germany playing basketball. Like, it's a real added bonus to have this New Zealand um, angle back on the roster where the last few years, it just hasn't really happened. And they've done it by integrating an NBL next uh, and Ryan Ripper, this French kid who's going to be going and drafted in the first round for sure. There's 20 NBA representatives watching him play in Brisbane. Wow. And, and, and it just does, it does 
the breakers, you know, a great deal of um, gives them a great deal of credit when it comes to recruiting the, that next star next season if they want to do it, and also the league as well. It shows what um, how good the league is. But yes, for the breakers, extremely happy for them. I, you know, I can't wait for this first game on Sunday. Yeah, look, hey, it's going to be pretty exciting. Obviously, they get the semi-final at home, but the other teams, you know, how's, how do they decide who the breakers are going to be up against? Yeah, so what will happen is they'll play the winner of the um, three versus four matchup, which is going to be Cairns hosting Tasmania. Now, Tasmania and Cairns play very similar style of patient, slower-paced basketball in this league, which is quite a fast-paced league. They... They've had some battles. Both teams have had some battles against the Breakers. So there's no easy beat here. There's no um, game preferred by either team um, that I can see. They may feel like they match up better with one team or the other. But really, when it comes down to a semi-final series, it doesn't really matter. Having to go to Cairns from New Zealand, having to go to Tasmania from New Zealand, I mean, obviously, opposite ends of Australia, Mm. it's still niggly. Um, you really want to take care of, bit, of business at home. And that's one place where the Breakers have been a little bit indifferent. They haven't had a great home record. In fact, if you look at the playoff teams, I'm sure they'd have probably arguably, um, off the top of my head, one of the worst, if not the worst, home record of all the playoff teams involved. They just struggle at home. They, they look hesitant. They look like they're just waiting for somebody on the team to take mm. the game by the scruff of the neck and put them away. And sometimes it just hasn't happened. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, it's exciting. I'm going to have to say that I'm getting on the bad wagon. I've watched the last two or three games, mate. So that's that's actually about as all, all as much as I've watched of the NBL. But tell you what, I'm getting excited, mate. Do you think they can go all the way this year? I totally do, yeah. And I look, I, honestly, I, I don't blame you if you only watched the last few games. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, a lot of Breakers fans wouldn't watch the rest of the league, to be honest, to be perfectly honest. Breakers fans just care about the Breakers. Mm. Um, they don't care too much about the rest of the league, and I get that, I understand that, because the NBA is all-encompassing, it's on your phone, it's everywhere, there's jerseys everywhere, and you'd have to be a bit of a basketball nuffy just to really get into the NBL, and I, I appreciate that, but it, and it's just great, I don't care about people coming onto the bandwagon, I know there's a few other teams, um, fans who around this country go, oh, well, where have you guys been with the tough league years? <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about it, yeah, like, get it. back on. Um, 2015 when they got back in there and they won that championship, I'm like, yeah, welcome back. Those three years when they won three in a row were fantastic. Yeah. I don't mind if you dropped off in 2014 where it was a bit pe- went a bit pear shaped, but welcome back. Get back on it. It's going <laughs> to be great. They want it. They need it. Love it, bro. That's bloody awesome. Um, and we'll take our attention to the NBA. Um, big news, obviously, this morning. Kyrie Irving is off to the Mavs. Holy moly! Like <laughs> I don't know. It? No, I mean, I thought that. LeBron James and the LA Lakers might have got him. Uh, I couldn't see them breaking up the young core, the young wings of of Phoenix, which is Mm. another team that was in the running. But for Dallas Mavericks, and they do have a roster that was pretty average around Luka Doncic, but these are two really ball-dominant players. Like I think both of them are in the top 10 of ISO plays run for um, these guys. It's just going to be so interesting to see how Jason Kidd who was an elite point guard in the NBA for so long, an NBA championship winner, who was like the king of the passing game. He was so good. It's going to be really interesting to see how he operates with these two guys who are so good with the ball in hand, how their offense now looks. But you know what? They've got half a season to make it work, and they don't owe Kyrie anything at the end of the season. So if it doesn't work, 
the Dallas Mavericks have a lot of salary cap to work with in the offseason. How do you think it's going to work? Because exactly that, I, I think you're right. Both ball dominant, need the ball in their hands, big point scorers. You know, how does that kind of uh, combination actually work? Yeah, I just think it's going to come down to who's got the hot hand. Kyrie, Kyrie is like he's a, he's a good basketball player, obviously, but he's also a really smart basketball player, yeah. um, and he's got really good vision. And he'll be more than happy to run with a guy like Luka Doncic, because Luka doesn't need to have the ball in his hand the whole time. And that was really probably some of the Mavs' problems is that you knew where, where it was going. He just can create so easily because he's so big, and his um, skill set is so varied. But I just I see them operating together on in that high pick and roll, getting Luca to the elbow, operating against the small smaller players. I don't know about Kyrie operating within the locker room. <laughs> he he I just he's so unique, and you see what happened when it when he couldn't play because of his anti vaccination status because he was trying to support New Yorkers who weren't getting vaccinated. Like that kind of that's where he comes into the play where. How will he fit with the rest of the Dallas Mavericks roster in terms of wanting to fit in and get these guys into a good place in the playoffs in the Western Conference? Marley, we have to talk about LBJ, LeBron James, because he is about to become the NBA's greatest scorer, uh, just 36 points away. Someone has just bought courtside tickets for $146,000. How much are you <laughs> paying to be there? <laughs> I'm, I would not pay that much, like... <laughs> It is, it is a remarkable feat. It's a testament to, obviously, his longevity, but also yeah. his dedication and his ability to stay um, at that elite level for so long. I, look, Kareem is... We, you just have to... I don't know. There's probably a few listeners who will remember Kareem playing, but Kareem was just amazing as a big man. And the longevity of a big man back then through the 60s and 70s and into the 80s, he just kept going and going. And... Like I just, it was different basketball. It was much more physical than it is now, and it's just. Um, I think it kind of. LeBron and Kareem don't really have a relationship. In fact, I don't think they do have a relationship, which is really weird. I think Kareem doesn't really rate his social justice um, crusade that LeBron has sort of adopted over mm. the last few years, where um, it's kind of irked Kareem. And Kareem was at the forefront of social justice when he was a young man before he became Kareem when he was Lua Sindor, and it just um, it. It's a it's a bit of a shame. I hope Kareem is there to see it. I don't know if he will be, but I hope the Lakers are able to work behind the scenes and get Kareem there because it is a monumental moment in mm. this NBA. It was like Kobe's last game when he you know hit sixty on the Jazz. Um, it's just going to be a special moment in Staples Center, and he's going to get it at Staples Center. He's going to get thirty six at least. That's sure. Yeah, what if go, he doesn't like, get it, and is, all these people have spent literally hundreds of thousands? You don't think it goes to Milwaukee? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it just. I think it's going to happen because LeBron wants it, and I, I imagine they they want to get it out of the way. Um, who are they playing again? They playing OKC. OKC, OKC on Wednesday. Yeah. Do you think it's scripted, oh, okay. mate? It's supposed to be like the NFL. Oh, the, the, the scripted. Yeah, the scripted <laughs> stuff for the NFL is great. Like I really like. I love that stuff. Like even like the scripted stuff with the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets um, one in trades. Every time Boston beat them. You know, um, James Harden wanted out, and then they got beaten in a, in a playoff series by the Celtics, and Kevin Durant wanted out, and then Kyrie gets smashed by the Celtics, and he wants a trade. Like, the scripted stuff is hilarious. And, like, it's what keeps the internet going. But OKC isn't a great team. They're mm. a pretty good young team, 
Um, they've defied a lot of expectations, which were very low this season. But I, I think the Broncs definitely getting 36 against the Thunder at Staples. Mully, um, this is a broad-ranging question, but I'm sure you've had it before and you would have thought about it time and time again. Who are your top three greatest of all times on the basketball court? Oh, that's a that's a that's a good question, Chris, because it's always going to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. And you know, I've I've been lucky enough to been privileged enough to see both him and LeBron in their prime. And I, my third player of all time, it really it really is a toss up between. I loved Larry Bird. Um, I loved Magic Johnson, and I can't really come to a conclusion where it's <laughs> a third player along those guys' line. I. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not really a fan of the big men like Bill Russell or Kareem because I never watched them play. Um, Shaq, I saw sometimes, but I didn't really appreciate Shaq until now. It's really hard to put somebody else in that third spot, yep. and um, I'm not not really a great fan of Kobe as well as a player. Um, so I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to say Larry Bird is my third. Oh, Ricardo Ball will be so happy every time I come into the office, mate. He's got a new Larry Bird story, <laughs> so he'll be so stoked that you've said that. Yeah, Larry Legend. He's great. I loved him. Ah, he's bloody awesome. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you jumping on and having a chat to us, all things basketball, mate. Um, and look, hey, um, just just let us know where you're going to be watching uh, LeBron James you know, <laughs> get those 35 points before he moves on to play Milwaukee. It definitely won't be. <laughs> it definitely won't be at Staples. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mully. Probably the only day off all year you have and you still jump on radio to talk to us. So thank you so much. We, we see you. We appreciate it. No worries, no worries. Thank you. Andrew Mulligan joining us here to talk all things basketball. Of course, you can hear him on Sky Sport on the Breakers coverage. You can see him on Crowd Goes Wild Monday and Thursdays as well. And he's got his own basketball podcast too called Straight Dribble. Look it up uh, everywhere you find your great podcasts on Apple and Spotify as well.